Hi there, and welcome to Sheltered Journey, a place where parents and caregivers of children with emotional, behavioral, developmental, and intellectual challenges can come anytime, anywhere, to feel less alone, less isolated in their journey. A place where their experiences are shared, acknowledged, and honored. This is also a place for people who may not be on this particular journey, but who want to learn, understand, and be more supportive of the people in their lives who are on this path. This episode of Shelter Journey is called No Need to Call Back. You know when someone calls you and says, Hey, it's me, just calling to see how you're doing. Hope all is well. No need to call back, just wanted to say hi. Or... Hi, I know it's been a while, but I wanted to check in and make sure you're okay. No need to call back. Or, hey there, hope you're having a peaceful day. No need to call back. To me, there is no more beautiful phrase in the English language than no need to call back. Why does such a phrase bring me and I would say a lot of other parents and caregivers on this journey, such comfort. You'd think that other phrases such as, you have the winning lotto ticket, or that five-course meal that you just devoured is on the house, would be favorites. Because for me, the phrase, no need to call back, takes the pressure off. It relieves the burden and obligation of returning a call. I feel less stress when I hear those particular words in a message from someone reaching out to me. Pressure, burden, stress, all those feelings coming out of returning a phone call? Why? Like many other parents and caregivers of children living with challenges, I live in a state of overwhelm. Overwhelm with managing my life work, and responsibilities while carrying the heavy load of supporting and advocating for my daughter, V, who lives with emotional and developmental challenges. Being in regular contact with the various members of her team, therapists, a case manager, a psychiatrist, school administration, staying on top of paperwork and other procedures necessary to keep her well and getting the services she needs. In this state, very often I am not in the frame of mind to carry on a friendly conversation, to ask about how someone is doing and hear about the ups and downs of their life. It's not that I am uninterested or that I don't want to be in contact, but I just don't have it to give at the time of the phone call. I'll call back when I can, but Lord knows when that will be. I am a good friend. I am a loyal friend, but most times, I got nothing to give. Quite often, parents and caregivers on this journey are living in crisis. A child is suffering medically, emotionally, acting out, endangering themselves and others, or even missing. In these times, we juggle uncertainty, anxiety, sadness, and exhaustion. We often disconnect from others 
because the intensity of the situation we are living in is overwhelming. Sometimes the most we can do is put one foot in front of the other and take care of the most basic of needs. It feels too difficult to connect because we have nothing to give. And if we can scrape up enough energy to share what is going on in our life, we can only hope that there will be a safe, judgment-free place to tell our story. In times of calm, our child is doing okay, we are in recovery mode, putting pieces of our life puzzle back together that fell apart while we dealt with the taxing situation. Catching up on all of those things that we put on hold, hoping that we won't find ourselves in crisis again, but understanding that something else will likely happen because that is our reality. And because all of the crises and difficult, sometimes traumatic situations are cumulative, that is, they add up, we live in a state of overwhelm, even when we are not in crisis. So, given the tumultuous nature of our lives, having someone call to say hi, check in on us, but then say that there's no need to call back, that they are just thinking of us, but don't want to pressure us to call back, is like receiving the most precious of gifts. I want to give you a couple of examples from my own life when the phrase, no need to call back, has meant the world to me. I have a dear friend whom I have known for over 30 years. She is the godmother to both of my children, has supported me through some of the most difficult times of my life, and celebrated me in the happiest of times. She knows that I am more likely to listen to someone else's problems than share my own, and she pushes me to open up and lean on her even when it feels uncomfortable to me. She is my memory when I don't trust my own recollections. In fact, calling her a dear friend doesn't capture how much I love and respect this woman. We both have busy lives and sometimes years go by without seeing each other. But when we do, there is no distance between us. Our connection is solid and reliable. What I appreciate most about our friendship is the deep and meaningful conversations we have about all things that have to do with life. One conversation that we had several years ago was about friendship and what it means to us. How we define friendship. Can friendship be measured by the number of times someone calls and the frequency in which they stay in touch? The amount of times they see each other? Or is friendship less about quantity of interactions and more about the quality of those times when you do connect? For us, it has always been the latter. She told me about a childhood friend who calls her frequently and makes her feel guilty if she doesn't return the call. I told her I had similar situations with friends in my life, and we agreed that we would not guilt trip each other for being out of touch, for not returning phone calls, for not picking up the phone when we just didn't have the energy to talk. We would not define our friendship by who did or didn't call last. 
Instead, we agreed to check in with each other whenever we could, and when we did, if the other person didn't pick up the phone, we would say in the message that there was no need to call back. And if there was some kind of emergency or one of us really needed to talk, we would instead say, please call me back, I need to talk, it's urgent. This system has worked well for us, and I think it is one of the reasons our friendship has stayed strong for more than three decades. Another example of when the phrase, no need to call back, has brought me comfort was when I belonged to a mother-to-mother peer support group in my area. Moms of children with challenges who had been trained in peer support and crisis counseling would be matched with other moms of children with challenges to listen, support, and offer guidance and resources. Every few weeks, the mom who had been assigned to me would call to check up on my situation and how things were going with my daughter, V. Most of the times when I saw her name show up on my phone, I didn't answer. I just didn't have the energy to talk. One time, feeling guilty for ignoring the calls, I picked up. As soon as I got on the phone with her, I apologized for not answering or returning her calls. Before I could finish my confession of guilt, this mother politely cut me off and told me never to apologize for not picking up. She understood the pressure and amount of overwhelm I felt and wanted me to know that her calls were meant to support me, to let me know that someone was thinking about me and that if I ever needed to talk, she was there. Her words brought me such peace. She would not judge me for not picking up or returning her calls. She was not an obligation, but a support. When I listened to the voicemail she left, She would ask me about me, V, and my oldest daughter, M, share a little bit about what was going on in her life, and then end each call with some version of the phrase, no need to call back, I was just thinking of you. She would then say, I'm going to call you again in a few weeks just to see how you are doing, and I won't stop calling unless you tell me to. To me, it doesn't get much better than that. No pressure, just letting me know that she was there and I could call when I wanted to, and if I didn't want to, if I couldn't pick up the phone, it was all okay. So, if you are like me and don't pick up the phone every time a friend or relative calls, and or don't return calls in a timely fashion because you are in a constant state of overwhelm, give yourself a break. Know that you are in the company of many other parents and caregivers on this journey who do the same thing. In fact, if you feel comfortable doing it, you might want to send this particular episode to friends and family whom you think don't understand your particular situation and you want them to try to understand why you don't always pick up the phone or return phone calls in a timely fashion. Perhaps this episode might help a little bit. I don't know, but it's worth a try. Because sometimes hearing another parent's perspective could add to their own understanding of the situation. 
And for those friends and family of mine that may be listening to this particular episode of Shelter Journey, if you call me and I don't answer the phone, and if it is not an emergency, have to do with either of my children or work-related, feel free to say, no need to call back, I just call to say hi. I appreciate those words more than you can imagine. If you would like to reach out to me about this episode or past episodes of Shelter Journey, or you just want to say hi, feel free to email me at shelteredjourney at gmail.com. That's S-H-E-L-T-E-R-E-D-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y at gmail.com. Your privacy will always be respected. Finally, here's a fun exercise for you. Think of something from your childhood that was pleasurable, something that made you happy. Now, I know all of us have had different childhoods, and some of our childhoods are much more painful than others. But find that one little thing that brought you joy. I think of old television shows that I enjoyed growing up. I used to love the Saturday morning shows of Eastside Comedy, The Bowery Boys, and Creature Feature, and the original Little Rascals. And what's great about YouTube is you can go on and watch these shows, and just for a little bit, they can be a wonderful escape. One other show that I loved from the 1960s was a show called Julia. It starred Diane Carroll. I loved Julia so much that I even had a Julia lunchbox that I think still exists somewhere in the far reaches of my mother's attic. Probably worth a lot of money now. I should go try to find it. Thank you for listening to Sheltered Journey. Be well.